get. See you next year. Just a minute. Wait. No. Nope. Oh, I gotta find something. You want me to restart? No. Okay. Well, you can be rolling. Did you guys all have a good New Year? Shut up. None of your business. <laughs> Rook, would you make sliders? Hey, uh, you're gonna need that. Okay. I made, um, okay. Beef tenderloin. Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 991, January 2nd, 2023. It was 45 degrees on this day on two occasions, both 1997 and 1998. And it was 36 below in 1885. Hey. There it is, right there in the new year. And now, from the mayor's office of the boathouse, 22023, it's Garage Logic <laughs> with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in hey. the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Got it. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks there commissioner, one. and the keeper of common sense. There once was a gang that played the football game, named for the Viking powerful. And when they were good, they were very, very good. And when they were bad, they were awful. Yeah. That's from Billy Stein. What was my theme in 2022? One day closer. No. That was 2020. Um, something to do with effort. Uh, I got a nice note from T.P., who writes, uh, Mr. Mayor, since I began listening over a decade ago, I've always paid attention when you recite the record high and low temperatures for the date of the show. The one thing that I've always found interesting is how many of the high temperature records are from before the middle of the last century. However, it has recently occurred to me that with man-made climate change quickly destroying the earth, shouldn't every high temperature you read be from the previous year? For instance... On the December 29th, 2022 podcast, shouldn't the record high have been from December 29th, 2021? And shouldn't the record high read on the December 29th, 2021 podcast have been from December 29th, 2020? Something ain't adding up here. As a side note, how many years do we have left? Ten or nine? I think we have ten. Ten. But this, he's 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 pointing out exactly why I do the records. Okay. You would think that you would think. Yeah. That the records would be more recent. It's rare, for example, that we even get a record as recently as today. Forty-five degrees on this day, both in nineteen ninety-seven and in nineteen ninety-eight. I mean, tomorrow's might be from eighteen ninety. You, you just know what don't I'm saying? know. You know I, what know I'm saying? I hear it's what you're nature. Down, it's bro. nature. You we don't know. There's no plan. And speaking of the climate. Uh, Biden took his uh, uh, Christmas New Year's break at the estate of some uh, fellow who lives on the island of St. Croix, mm-hmm. uh, which I would, too, if I was president. Hell yeah. uh, but he had the uh, omnibus bill, the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill, which is filled with uh, bogus climate change spending. He had that flown to him. <laughs> on a commercial airliner. <laughs> and and again, uh, I don't mind where the president spends his uh, vacation. Wow. I, I would also go to a villa in the Virgin Islands, but I would not, and if I'm going to campaign about climate change, I would not have Spirit uh, 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 Airways 
fly me in the omnibus bill so I could sign it. The worst part about it is they also lost that bill's luggage. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Ho ho! Hey! So that's I that's just called wanna, a gotcha, Joe. I just well, to make what are you calling the bill? What it's are you the calling? omnibus bill? Isn't it? Isn't the, it omnibus? What did I say? Omni. Whatever. Um, it's a spending package. Omnibus. Omnibus. And it's got Omnibus. a lot of stuff in I'm there on the about bus. the climate. So l- check this out. So this guy wasted an airline flight uh, to have the bill flown to him so he could sign it. Here's a problem we can look at in 2023. Okay. That just won't register with anyone. No. Nobody gives a bleep. Nah. The, the climate cares. change people are just celebrating that this moron's going to spend... So many hundreds of billions of dollars on the climate to no avail. Right. that They're not bothered that he had it flown to him. Why is that? I, uh, uh, we've all forgot our golf clubs at home when we've gone to, on a vacation. We know what it's like. So check this out. Yeah. When the former president was in office and he wanted to spend, how much was it on, on, on securing the border down there in the south? I don't know. But we're spending about 15 times that for... Countries that aren't the United States. That's right. And that's that's okay. Get this ready. Okay. I mean, okay. Uh, Kelsey found a very sad, sad letter to Santa. No. Well, you know, you have to take the joyful with the, Joy with the sad. Yeah. Dear Santa. Good start. When I was a child, my father cheated on my mom and didn't love my family. She was. Later, my parents divorced. Yeah. Soon after, my mom died in a car accident. Oh, God. My brother and I could only live in my grandmother's old house. Grandma's sister was an alcoholic. (laughs) The whole family lived on my grandma's savings. Grandma recently died. My Uncle Andy is barely keeping himself out of jail from day to day. My brother left home and won't talk to us anymore. Dad, now 73, had to go out to work to support the family, and eventually he is going to want me to do the same thing. Yours sincerely, Prince William. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's pretty good. (laughs) But I got it. See, that's why you have that. Well, the way it started, it was almost my beer. I know. Hello. Hello. I know it was. I thought it was going to be a Packer Viking joke. Say big news on the uh, 1,000th podcast celebration of Garage Logic at the uh, Hopkins Center for the Performing Arts. Is that what it's called? Yes. Quit looking at the game. The game isn't even on yet. No, it's not. That's what he was checking. What in God's name, what on God's earth has God allowed to happen to the Rose Bowl? That used to be... Right up there with Indy 500, okay. Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. the World Series, Super Bowl, um, Town Baseball, a, a heavyweight mm-hmm. boxing match when boxing was real. It it used to be right up there as one of the American. Uh, what what's the word I want? Uh, Traditions, uh, Americana. Americana. It was Americana. Yeah. It, it's being played somewhere. Well, it's being played at the Rose Bowl today at 4 o'clock. With the third best team from the Big Ten. What the hell is this? <laughs> um, it's called money, Joe. And money has driven college football um, up to the likes of the NFL, where now you've got three bowl games that dominate everything. 
You got the two that were played New Year's Eve. Those were great. But that that doesn't make sense, Reavers. It's buried on the Monday after. Yeah, the money has nothing to do with this. Oh, the hell it doesn't. 4 p.m. on the 2nd of January? So now that they are going to be in rotation, the Rose Bowl being one of them, they just reached an agreement not that long ago. The Rose Bowl will now be in a rotation with the likes of the Peach Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. To host one of the playoff games. Correct. I see. Yep. It just wasn't this year. When it's not going to be in the rotation, it's going to be played on a Monday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Well, it's a shame. It's a, it I agree a, with you. I, I thought it was on yesterday as well. It was, I was a bit of Americana, it. and uh, we're sadly, sadly and regretfully, we see much of Americana <laughs> passing in the night. It's drifting away. It is. Wafting. But that's okay. You were going to mention the 1,000th podcast episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In Hopkins. Stay on track here today. Mm-hmm. At the uh, Hopkins Center for the Arts. Correct. Is that what it's called? Correct. It's a very nice place. Very nice. It's across the street from our friends at 30 Bales. No more tickets are available. What? It's sold out. It's what? gone. Yeah. What? Is that and for real? It yes. is. And so two things to note. Those of you that have secured your tickets... Congratulations. Very much so. And if you are if you find yourself unable to attend, please let us know because there are a number of people that missed out on the opportunity that would love to attend. So I'm you, already getting emails. Uh, right. I am selling actually my ticket on yeah. the secondary yes. market. So <laughs> I'm getting if, uh, emails from people who for a variety of reasons didn't get their request in on time. Mm. And we warned you that this was going to happen. I don't know what to say to them. We warned people that this was going to happen. Uh, My ticket's going to the highest bidder. It's a very good seat. It's right on stage. It's right with us, isn't it? Yeah, right next to Sooch. Highest bidder. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, don't you get to ride to and from the event with Joe with the price of that ticket, Kenny? (laughs) (laughs) No, you're driving. Are you going to it? No. I sold my seat. Yeah, I'm going. Well, you have to drive. Look at you. That. Yeah. Boy, I won again, huh? <laughs> Woo! Jackpot. In a move that absolutely nobody could see coming, New York City is scrapping its brilliant idea for electric garbage trucks. Oh, God. After finding out the trucks aren't powerful enough to plow snow. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a pipe dream to convert the city's 6,000 garbage trucks from gas to electric in order to try and limit carbon emissions, because there's no other problems that need to be dealt with in New York City. I think it's a New York Post piece I'm reading. Uh, They're clashing with the limits of electric-powered vehicles. The city's current trucks run on diesel and can be fitted with plows in the winter. Okay. So the garbage trucks double up as plow trucks. Nice. Smart idea. Despite the shortcomings, the city's Department of Sanitation has already ordered seven electric rear loader garbage trucks custom made by Mac. Those trucks cost $523,000 each. Wow. Man. And are to be delivered this spring. Sanitation Commissioner Jessica Tisch told the New York City Council earlier this month we found that they could not plow snow. They basically conked out. After four hours. <laughs> they use their garbage trucks to plow with? Yeah, they're fit, they can fit them with plows. Huh. We need them to go 12 hours. Okay. They go four. <laughs> Given the current state of the technology, I don't see today a path forward to fully electrify the rear loader portion of the fleet by 2040. 
We can't really make significant process in converting our rear loader fleet until the snow challenges are addressed, she continued. But aren't these the same people who believe we won't be having any snow anyway? Right. You beat me to it. (laughs) Many other cities don't. By the way, I'll get back to this. My mind is sharp. Why is the storm we're supposed to get tomorrow not being hyped like the BS before Christmas? Well, how many inches are they promising you? They're only giving me four. Right, but we're in the 8 to 12 area down oh, here. Oh, really? We're and not it's not gonna, getting hyped at all. But we're not going to have the multiple days of wind like we had with the previous one, Still right? Still defending the old hype, huh? No, not really, because I, I thought it was much much of a whimper myself. But I believe that that's why it's not being Okay, euphorians, euphorians, I realize that out in the countryside maybe you suffered some... Terrible oh, blowing of snow and what Joe, have you. the National Weather Service, it's going to get ugly there tomorrow. Snow and freezing rain before 2, then snow likely possibly yeah. mixed with rain and freezing rain. The snow could be heavy at times. And it's not being hyped. High near 33. Um, snow accumulation of 3 to 7 inches from the National Weather Service. Okay. But two more not, tomorrow night. What, what, what are you going to do? Wow. It's nature. And one to two inches on Wednesday. I'll be damned. You are going to get hit, my friend. I'll be dipped. I'll be dipped. Boy, that smells like a potato sack full of used knee knee braces. (laughs) (laughs) On last night. That was on last night. I was going to write that that down. He's fixing up a Pontiac (laughs) campus. He goes, oh, you know what it smells like in here? Like a... Like a potato sack full of used knee braces. Jeez. He comes up with some wonderful uh, euphemisms. A fellow finds himself talking. Analogies. Uh, a fellow finds himself talking like Derek, doesn't he? Yeah, a guy. A guy <laughs> yeah. could fix this if he did this. Oh, he's oh. wonderful. Oh, that's way too much. Can we make Perfect. him on? Uh, can we make him? Uh, uh, can we dedicate one of you idiots who don't do anything? Uh, can you find uh, him as a guest for this year? I've well, tried. Will you uh, let us know? I was who referring you're to about? Rookie and Reavers. He said no. Derek Neary. How do you spell the last name? No, it Barry. It's Barry. Barry. B I R E. Yeah, it's spelled uh, I. Yeah, B B I E R I. Or well, just look him up I-E-R. on Motor Trend TV, and the show is called roadworthy restorations no roadworthy rescue roadworthy rescue he's got a youtube channel with over a million followers called vice grip garage well won't that won't the motor trend tv ultimately trump the youtube stuff as he Um, becomes a big star i don't think so i don't think so he was in minnesota right before christmas he came up here and bought an old uh, truck that him and his wife sold Drove it home and uh, gave it to his wife for a Christmas present. It was a really neat episode. Did she Did she appreciate it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she loved she it. Is she is really cool. She freaked out. Yeah, she's uh, pretty good with the wrenches herself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, where was I? The uh, garbage trucks that That's right. die in the middle of a shift. Many other cities do not use garbage trucks to plow snow. Places that get a lot of snow like Denver have their own committed light-duty trucks outfitted with plows, which operate more efficiently. New York City, however, is committed to plowing each street and doing so by putting the city's 2,100 garbage trucks to work to clear the equivalent of 19,000 miles of streets. 
In addition to, well, not being able to get the job done, charging has also been a holdup with electric trucks, Tish said. The charging infrastructure requires additional space and often new electric utility connections that can require substantial capital investments. Mm. Harry Nespoli, the president of Teamsters Local 831 Union, representing sanitation workers, also was not sold on the idea. How much power do they have? Can they run 12-hour shifts without a charge? I don't know. Sanitation spokesperson Vincent Gragani. Hey, Gragani. Chenzo. Concluded, with current technology, full electrification is not possible now for parts of our fleet. But we are monitoring closely and really hope it will be. Let us know how it turns out, Vinny. <laughs> Isn't that something? You know, well, you failed. Hope, to, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Hopefully, that'll open a few eyes up. And I imagine just, a future oh with freight Lord trucks God. that deliver bread and milk oh, to our grocery store up, shelves moron. and the buses that take Get children. Didn't there? Didn't Metro Transit? They wanted to go to electric buses, and they had to back out of that deal. Sure uh, did here Ken. locally. Yeah, sure did. So that happened uh, with us. Hmm. But this this whole idea of them not realizing the consequences of their actions. They, they still won't admit that they're wrong about this. Well, You're seeing it all over the place. We're, with, we're pretty much led, and we have to have our hopes. We have to keep a positive outlook for 2023. We have to keep our chins do. up. We have to keep our chin up. Is but that our we, motto for 2023? I, you know what would, would, uh, would bolster my hopes for 2023, and it's not happening? Winning you know the what Mega Millions? To yeah. have whatever Republicans are left in Washington absolutely refuse to serve with this Santos character. Why yeah. are you going to let this guy take his seat? you got to come up with a reason to get rid of him. Start with the fact that he's a psychopath. Okay. Who are you going to replace Why him are with? you allowing him to be a member of Congress? Well, in, in fairness, Democrats are also calling for his resignation. Well, they all, well no. Everyone should but be. But are Republicans calling for his resignation? I guess I, I would assume so. Not, not stridently enough. All right. I'm this is ridiculous. This idiot is, is a... I was a, He Jew-ish. needs help, for God's sakes. Put him in a hospital. <laughs> are Republicans... What did I miss? Oh, yeah, Kenny. You missed a good one. Jesus Christ. God in heaven. Were you out? You didn't pay any attention to the news last week? New York has elected a congressman named, what's his name? George Santos. George Santos, who has literally lied about everything in his life. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny, he ran on a campaign uh, of which everything was false. (laughs) He said he's Jewish, he's Catholic. He said he's gay, he's married. He said he went to college, he didn't. Every single thing in his life. He could be a talk show host. Exactly. (laughs) He lied about. Uh, Representative-elect George Santos, who made LGBTQ political history when he won the race in New York's 3rd Congressional District in November is set to be sworn in Tuesday. That's that's tomorrow. When the new Congress begins, despite increasing calls by Democrats and some GOP officials for Santos to resign or not be sworn in, the House Republican leadership has remained silent. Uh, Texas Representative Kevin... That's what I'm referring to, and that's what would bolster my hopes for a 2023, is to see somebody put on a pair, please. How about this? 
Uh, Texas Republican Representative Kevin Brady, who is retiring from Congress, said in an interview on Fox News Sunday that Santos would need to, quote, take some huge steps to regain public trust. What? <laughs> There's no steps he what can take. Steps? He lied There's about no everything. There's no steps he can take. The guy's a congenital liar. He's a sociopath. He's a psycho case. Haven't we been through enough psychos in Washington? The New York Times published a bombshell investigation last month that said it was unable to substantiate many of Santos's mm. alleged qualifications, such as that he had worked for Goldman Sachs no, and Citigroup, and he had graduated from is it Baruch Baruch College? No, he didn't. Nope. It's just one giant. It's we don't know every that. single thing he said <laughs> is a lie, and he's going to be a congressman. What the hell's wrong with this place? It's just, uh, it's going to hell in a tea basket. Thank you. In a tea basket. What is it? it. Hell in a hand basket. Hell in a hand basket. Was that rookie in a can or was that live rookie? That was was live, but you can record that. Feel free. You might as well then rookie in a can. Mm -hmm. We got to do something about this. (laughs) You know, the other thing too is Emmer hasn't been quoted, has he? Who? Tom Emmer? Uh, I doubt it. Okay. I'm Although just, he's outgoing, isn't he? Isn't he? I, they, these Republicans are a joke. They they don't represent anything. They're no different than the idiots on the other side. It's a shame, and I and I don't want to be this way in 2023. But this is a shame. How do you look at that body with any respect at all when you consider who's on there? Uh, it's Joel, just ridiculous. Just so you know, Santos has previously tweeted that he was backing McCarthy's bid to be speaker in a leadership fight within the House GOP. Uh, I'm not a big Twitter guy, as you know, but sometimes when I'm off looking for, uh, is it Super 70 Sports? Yes. yes. Which I enjoy tremendously. Uh, I come across other people tweeting, and uh, the Twitter world had a great deal of fun with Santos. Oh, yes. You know, did you know that he stopped in the middle of a trip to Phoenix to build a convent for women who wish who wish to worship in the desert? Wow! I mean, he's discovered this uh, guy's a saint. He's, he's discovered Jewish. cures for everything. He's just he's nuts. He's nuts. And of course, we elect nuts. We've we've done that before. Well, right now, over at uh, the Fitzgerald Theater, um, statewide officers are being uh, sworn in, uh-huh. uh, including Governor Walls. Complete DFL ownership of this state. Well, fantastic. I'll be out on the ice. Uh, (laughs) You guys have fun. Look at this crowd shot, you guys. It's absolutely jam-packed. Wow. Okay, the play story in today's Star Tribune reminds me of uh, uh, the fact that there has been no with the exception of a letter to the editor or two, quite literally, or two maybe in the last two or three weeks, there has been no public outcry of this state having a a surplus of, what is it? 18, Bill. Mm-hmm. $18 billion. There's with been no outcry. The only thing that's been reported with any consistency is how excited the one-party rule is to dream up no new ways of spending it. What can yeah. we do with this money, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, let me get to that in a moment. Okay. Because I, I want to read you the something. Uh, Think of all of the different dreams that are being had right now. 
I hope you guys you know, and gals. All I can think of is what I heard. I, I know I'm jumping ahead of you here, Such, but I just hear my grandparents and my parents say, yeah, well, they want ice water in hell, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can hear in my head. <laughs> I, I hope you guys and gals, uh, you got a hold of some gator hooks for Christmas mm. because they're available at Home Depot now. Over a 1,000 Home Depot stores throughout the United mm. States and here locally and regionally. All you got to do is go to the Gator Hook website, which is gatormagnetics.com. Click on the Home Depot logo, enter your zip code, and bing, bang, boom, you're off on a merry adventure to your nearest Home Depot that sells Gator Magnetic Hooks, a storage device that has been invented in a garage by garage logicians, and it's incredible. It's the greatest storage device ever invented because you know what it is? It's portable. You don't like where you strung them up? Move them. Move them. Move them. And get Accessorize. Every, get everything off the floor. They also offer a, uh, they're going to be coming up with new uh, products that absolutely capitalize on what a great invention this is. You can uh, you can get everything off the floor, tools, brooms, brushes, kids' athletic equipment. They hold 25 pounds. You can't Dang. remove them. You have to flip a little lever, and then they come off easy as peasy. And uh, they'll sell you a little metal surface, too. You screw that to your non-metal yep. wall, put the hooks on there, and bingo, now you've bingo. created storage. Uh, I hope GLers make it a priority to see this because uh, what a way to clean up everything in 2023. Your garage, the basement, in the house, wherever Gator Magnetic Hooks would work. Gator Hooks from Gator Magnetics. Now at a Home Depot near you, just check it out at GatorMagnetics.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. This is like fusion. I love this. PK Mayo. This makes me antsy. We had him on at the fair. Did we? I think so. Uh, um, PK Mayo. The good men and uh, the good women of Rise and Shine garage doors. Um, You guys might just want to ease the volume down here a little bit just for 60 seconds. Just ease the volume down because uh, I've got something here. It comes from Derek who sent me an email. Seafoam Storytime, Kenny. The cold weather really makes the garage door opener cranky and not wanting to do its job. The door would open about a foot, then stop. I would have to press the button, run to the door, help it up, a couple more feet, and then it would take off. Last night, I sprayed a little deep creep on the wheels and track. This morning, Viola! (laughs) It opened all on its own with no need for assistance on the coldest of cold mornings. Thank you, Seafoam Derek. I have kind of the same issue from time to time with my paddle locks. They freeze up, and the only way to get into them is you don't dump hot coffee on them, but then you have to thaw them out for about three days, you know, drain them out so they're empty. What kind of locks? Uh, what did I say? Paddle you lock? said paddle. Yeah, paddle locks. P-A-D-D-L-E. Paddle <laughs> locks. Paddle locks. Mm-hmm. Get with it. Where Where are you from, anyway? The uh, city. Where was I going? Oh, oh, the last time this happened to me, I blasted it with deep creep, and wouldn't you know, Viola... It works perfectly, and it is not refroze. So that's just another use for uh, sea foam in the deep creep. It's really amazing, just like the engine additive, which you can find anywhere. A uh, local company with a global reach and a true, true miracle in a world of bad gas. 
seafoam. We have a, a considerable state surplus. It's the rumor. And there's been no, uh, there's been no hue and cry. The citizens of this state who produce that money are the only ones, basically, who have remained silent about wanting it. Uh, here's the headline in today's Star Tribune. Students want slice of surplus. Oh! Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the kids. Give it to the kids. Yes! Subhead. Rising college costs, declining enrollment, spur proposals to make higher ed affordable to more Minnesotans. Why? First of all, the academy has miserably failed. Uh, the Pioneer Press got around to printing that story about Hamblin firing the art teacher. And uh, I think I think that was I think that stunned some readers. I think I think some I read the comments and I think people were awakened to the fact that this Hamlin basically no longer exists. But what will that result in? Nothing, because nobody. This is a bad state. We stare at our shoes. Right. We're phlegmatic. <laughs> so, but here's here's students want slice of surplus. I had a hard time literally getting past. The first sentence, not the first paragraph. (laughs) The first sentence. The first sentence. Uh John Runningen expects to have $15,000 to $20,000 in debt by the time he finishes studying to become a social studies teacher. Huh? And I thought, well... Well, you know what? The world does need social studies teachers. Well, it doesn't, but... uh, (laughs) Why in God's name... Would you incur a debt that will cost you more to service than the amount of money you could ever make being a social studies teacher? And I believe me, I'm not campaigning for higher salaries for social studies teachers. Right. Social studies teacher... Uh, Maybe this guy's an exception. I have no idea, but that's just a euphemism for just we don't really do much here. Well, remember, well, you you might be wrong because they're also the head coach for the JV football team. Wasn't uh, wasn't Walls a social studies teacher? Sure was, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And this fellow, uh, you know, God bless him. Uh, He he knows his student loan payments are going to be a strain. And apparently he wants me, who has worked my ass off, to pay for this BS degree he's trying to get. Yeah. And and I have no interest in paying for his degree. You don't want to do that? No. Okay. None whatsoever. Uh, but we're st- not in charge, and it's there's a possibility it could happen. Many students that I've been able to talk to have experienced a lot of the same financial struggles and instability, said Runningen a student leader who was enrolled at Minnesota State Community and Technical College in Fergus Falls. So Runnigan and other students plan to lobby state lawmakers for financial relief and help covering their basic needs. Why don't you get a job? <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Why would I want to do that when I've got right. free money got waiting free money. for me? With many other sectors competing for a slice of the state's historic $17.6 billion, insert excitement. How much I get? They'll face competition and inquiries from lawmakers who have questions about the ballooning costs and declining enrollment at Minnesota's highest, Minnesota's higher education institutions. 
I want an understanding of what's going on, said Representative Gene Pulowski, DFL Winona. Uh, well, Gene, I'll tell you what's going on. These kids are idiots. Mm-hmm. He chairs the House Higher Education Finance and Policy Committee. Pulowski said he plans to begin the session, I guess that's tomorrow, right? Since start tomorrow. Start tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. By focusing on the budget, student leaders at public colleges and universities are asking the state to invest $1 billion in higher education. Money that could go to a variety of programs, because we don't have (sighs) enough programs. Mm -hmm. The Minnesota state system is asking for its biggest funding increase ever, an extra $350 million over two years. A, A part of a pitch to freeze tuition for students. First of all, students... Uh, don't go to college if you don't have a specifically and narrowly focused discipline in mind to pursue. Don't waste your time and don't go to Hamlin. These places are crumbling before your very eyes. They mean nothing. Their degrees are worthless. You will accomplish nothing. You will be deprived of any individual liberties and freedom of thought that you thought you might have. And so that I'd start with that, unless you uh, and Runningen, for example, uh, uh, might be a hell of a guy. Don't know him, but you you show me, John, that you didn't do a lot of thinking there uh, to take out loans to become a social studies teacher. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was today's Star Tribune, correct? Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is a sign of the times where we have always talked about what are people paying attention to. It mm-hmm. is nowhere to be found mm-hmm. on the main part of their website. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the side, it always gives you the top five most read columns. Right. It's not there either. Right. Well, you know, I know it's tough. You got you got a loan, but I, I have no sympathy for that. Well, this person raises an interesting point, though. The fact that these institutions are getting away with robbery. Uh, for, for the amount of tuition well, that they're charging. And, and but G, GL has been saying that for 25 years. Correct. The, there is an unholy alliance between big education and politics. And the big education has never been brought to Washington, put under the Klieg lights, and sweated. They get away with whatever they want to get away with. It's criminal. Now, if John Runningen had said, look, I am two hours short of of perfecting a cellular formula that will result in a guaranteed cure for cancer. But I've, I've had to work so hard on it, I couldn't work part-time. Uh, I, I've had to take loans, and I'm having a struggle paying those loans. But if I could only last one more semester, I guarantee you I have it. I've got it. And, and, and doctors are cheering for him and whatever. I'd say, let's lend him some dough. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this this guy, uh, who are you kidding, pal? Uh, uh, <laughs> Give up. While, you know, while the get out while good. you can because uh, you're going nowhere. No, I think he is going somewhere, yeah. and it's pretty obvious. Maybe to the by, governorship. Uh, thank you. Yeah. You read my mind. Yeah. He's already the uh, was the elected president of Lead Minnesota, an, organ, an organization representing students at Minnesota's two-year institutions. So. We can kind of see where his career arc is headed. Can't yeah, well, we? you're a braver man than I am because you actually read the jump. Yeah. I, I couldn't even make myself turn to page four to continue reading about this balderdash. 
when he was growing up, his family made just enough to not get on food stamps, but not enough to be able to afford getting groceries. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry for that. That's that's too bad. I'm sorry. It's a bad deal. Yeah. Right. It wasn't until my senior year that uh, teachers pushed me to try to become a teacher like them. <laughs> Here, just smoke this. You'll be fine. Right. Look, look, look what it's done for me, really. <laughs> Hunker down on that flame, crackhead. <laughs> Jesus, Kenny. Well, that's point, what they're doing. Yeah. $17.6 billion will do worse than disappear. It, because of one-party rule, we're doomed to have it spent. And what it gets spent on will need funding in perpetuity. Yep, right there. So basically what you're doing is you're raising state spending by $17.6 billion every two years. Jeez. Because you're going to come up with a new Office of Inclusive Excellence. Right. Mm-hmm. And that'll have to be funded at a cost of... You know, five hundred grand a year for the computers and the copy machines and two assistant secretaries, and then Why the government will be that much bigger. And all the saps in Minnesota, we just sit here and take it. We just sit here and take it. What, what did you say? We're, we're shoe lookers. What did you call we it? Just stare at our shoe gazers. <laughs> shoe gazers. Um, Wait, though. Why isn't there an office? I, I'm not. I'm not. To, I don't want to grow the government. Why isn't there someone that goes down the list of the things we have on the docket and and get some sunsets on some of these? That's uh, that would be the role of a, role of uh, auditor. Oh, you could say the auditor. You could say that would be the role of a governor who has some some imagination. That would be the role of a legislative process. Matthew, that money that would be? Matt, yeah. that's what I do with my uh, saved items on marketplace. They'll be sitting in my saved items folder for a couple of weeks, and I'll finally realize, you know what? There's no way in hell I'm ever going to spend ten grand on that Studebaker. Scratch oh, it goes. off. Off oh, she, she goes. goes yeah. Suits, you, bear, uh, you just scratched on this. The Minnesota state system is asking for a, its biggest financial I increase read that. ever. I yep. And then next, uh, the University of Minnesota, uh, an extra $205 million, promising to consider spending cuts to consider, uh, that wasn't a misstatement, consider spending cuts and tuition increases in exchange. And then, of course, the Minnesota Private College Council, meanwhile, is asking for increased support and on and on. It and is on. hilarious how everyone just decides to stick out their hand. Give mm-hmm. us 205. Where's my We hat? might lower tuition. But where's <laughs> ours? Right. Where's mine? Where are the people who get up every day and go to work and pay their taxes? Where, these are the, where is their money? This, this, these are the same people that will continually wake up every single day and look for a reason to be offended about something. Mm-hmm. That's the same mindset here at work. America. Hashtag America. Well, in a sense, Joe, we, you and I, the four of us, we do have our hands out. We want our money back. Yeah, I want my money back. <laughs> yeah, just give me what, what I paid. Give me what's owed. But that's that's the real crime of it that people are not thinking through. <clears throat> that you are uh, by not rallying and creating a fuss. Uh, the one party rule will consume that eighteen billion dollars, 
and thus government will become even more and more expensive mm-hmm. in Minnesota. It'll be harder and harder. Well, let's just go back to John Runningen. It will be harder and harder for his family if he's if his if the upbringing he describes uh, is true. It'll be harder and harder for Mr. Runningen and Mrs. Runningen mm-hmm. to put food on their family. Got to put food I'm on serious. Your family. It will be. And and wouldn't son John see that? Wouldn't he learn that in the failed academy? No, he would not. He would no. not. Well, not in the failed academy. No, you just learn how to be offended in the failed yeah. academy. Well, we don't know if he's offended or not. And and I'm not I'm not trying to rip this kid, except, you know, to a lot of us, John Runningen, your your plea looks absolutely comical. You you want you want help paying off loans for a meaningless degree. Right. When you're with which you'll make no money. Oh, oh no. Well, even that. Even there, that's changing. You know, by the time we get done spending 18 billion social, uh, what is it called? Social studies teachers will probably be making a buck and a half a year <laughs> teaching Good first Lord. grade and saying, oh, if that Pledge of Allegiance offends you, you may leave the room. You know. Wowie. <laughs> yep. Pushing back. You know, you got to wonder. 2023. You really got to wonder what you're going to do when the well runs dry. <laughs> no more lyrics. Well, it will. It's going to dry up. Elijah's got, got that hole in the bucket. It's going to dry up. <laughs> but not when away. you have people in place like the current administration in this state that look at the surplus amongst a lot of. Wringing their hands, wringing their hands. No, but they look at it as a positive thing. They they look at it as he said it himself. Yeah. Our state's economy is strong. Yeah. And everyone, oh, you know what? He's right. Yeah, it is strong. No. <laughs> we got to get some people from Florida to move up here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you guys see? Uh, remember when? Uh, help me with the 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 New York uh, mayor, the new New York mayor, uh, Eric something. Eric Adams. Remember how he said, told all the Republicans to move to Florida. Well, if you you know what, just just want no, to just move to Florida. Kathy Hochul. But that's who it was. Okay, thank you. But basically, now is begging New York residents to stop moving out because they're leaving in droves. Adams at least came out front and defended the cops who were attacked by a machete-wielding terrorist on New Year's Eve in Times Square. Said these coppers were great, and, and I'm sure they were. It almost as though... It's almost as though you got to expect at least one machete per Times Square incident. I, do you know I had your thought when I saw that story? Which thought was it? That I can't believe this doesn't happen more often. Oh, yeah. You know, you have that thought when we go to the State Fair or, you know, the Mall of America. We had that sad story a couple of years ago. Sean Etheridge in Fulda mm-hmm. with an email uh, titled, The Direction of the Show Going Forward. Hail the Provost of the Not Failed Academy. Hail, Hail you. You. Joe, you lately have been wondering the direction of the show now that the news media is drunken heavily from the Liberal Lakes water Kool-Aid. Rather than bearing the mantle as mayor, perhaps you could bear the mantle of provost or professor of the not-failed Academy of Common Sense. 
It may not seem like there is much support in the wholesale media for pushback on the mystery and all the weirdness of the day. But pushback needs a leader, and those who have gotten meaningless degrees at the failed academies across the country need a professor who will tell them the truth. Don't be discouraged. It is lonely at the top, but that doesn't mean that you are alone in your efforts. Remember all the former liberals who have learned the error of their ways and are now CI girls and guys. So continue to be the provost or professor of common sense. Class has been in session now for how many shows? Don't get your dauber down. Keep pushing back and occasionally looking up. Oh, happy new year to you and the goofballs. Sean. Well. Thanks, Sean. Okay. Uh, He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores. I got you. I didn't mean to do that. Got it. Uh, Sadly, though, I do feel that the state of Minnesota is... uh, uh, is catatonic about the surplus. They just were frozen in our truck. We don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. People don't know what to do. Got it. So they're yeah. just going to take it. Up in arms. And and the next thing you know, the parents of that guy with the loans for a social studies degree aren't going to be able to buy food. I don't wish that on them. I hope they are able to. But they're living in a state that just increasingly is costing more and more to live in. Yes. That sales tax in St. Paul, I, I, I keep getting breakdowns on that. It's fascinating what's really in play there. Uh, uh, current, this is from uh, Paul in Buffalo. Uh, currently, the sales tax in St. Paul is 7.8%, or 7.8 cents on the dollar at the point of purchase. Of that, 6.8 cents of that total comes from the statewide sales tax. It's got to go to the state. A half cent is from the city's existing local sales tax. Another half cent is from the Ramsey County transit tax. Adding another penny to the mix Mm. would move the sales tax rate to 8.8% in the capital city, which would be higher than the 8% mark in Minneapolis and the same as Duluth's 8.8 sales tax rate. Mm. So it's not a 1% uh, deal. It's uh, 1.5%. It's triple. It's 6.8 goes to the state, 0.5 goes to the county, 0.5 goes to the city. So raising it 1% makes the cities take 1.5%. And it'll pass with flying colors. Oh, hell yes. There's no... Because guess what? You're getting nibbled to death. And then it'll go up again next year. Mm -hmm. It's just 1%, Joe. It's an expensive state. But I, I, it, it makes it so much more comical to think that they're actually trying to lure people to move here from Florida. What the hell? It's 78 degrees right now in Florida. What, what, Wouldn't you love no to see? No sales, no, no, no income, income tax. tax. Wouldn't yeah, you love yeah. to see what the return on that investment happens to be oh, when all is said and done? Yeah. Oh, we got one guy to, to move there up here. Is. That was, yeah. <laughs> you know, going back to Vice Grip Garage, that was one of Derek's main reasons for moving out of here, mm-hmm. was the cost of living is so much cheaper in Tennessee. Well, the people who have, uh, who whose life is structured in such a way that they can leave, probably do. Right. And, and uh, because Minnesota probably has an outgrowth of population. But the people whose lives are structured in a way where moving is not the answer, 
yeah. they continue to to pay for this. Well, and a lot mm, of people that's us remain yeah. because of family things like that. Well, I, I think I'm stating it this way: oh. people whose lives are structured, I said, in such yeah. a way that they can't move. He's, gotcha. He's that would include the, family. Yeah, he's taking the flowery uh, route. I'm taking Chris. the flowery route. Yeah, okay. He's, he's people who are footloose and fancy free Got it. Oh. Uh, might have given Minnesota a shot, but uh, realize that you know summers are great. Beyond that, I'm getting the hell out of here. Hmm. And the people who are uh, bound by family and long-term job commitments and what have you, they're staying. And and there's not really much that can be done about that. Right. right? By the way, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. This gal's been her, here all her life. Marjorie's amazing blue ribbon winning creations are displayed at the Creative Activities uh, Building. How many knuckleheads does it take to come up with the correct answer? Happy New Year to all, Barbara. Four. Okay, so the the uh, the what is it? Uh, the creative what is it? The Arts. Creative Activities <laughs> Building. So the memorial for Marjorie uh, should be outside the Creative Activities Building, if not renaming the whole building for. Her. Yeah, but I'm that, for that. The Marjorie Johnson Creative Activities Building. But, Such, how many times will you and I actually see that? The Creative Activities Building? Yeah. Unless I go for my walk around the fairgrounds, I'd probably never see it. No, same here. I don't know where that's at. I've uh, never heard of it. And uh, I'll probably never go there. Stuff a damn yeah. patch. Why yeah. can't it just be at one of the entrances? Okay, whatever. Just. Uh, well, this says it's off of... Uh, Midway. And I know where it is. I it's don't. That's why I was it's looking. Up there. Isn't there a sculpture of Sid somewhere down by the ballpark? Bronze Field. Brass. So. Yeah. Why can't we do that? Have Marjorie oh, on a that's corner. That's a great point. Dave Let's Osmick have Marjorie take care on a corner. Holding a blue ribbon. Dave Osmick, yeah. well, I have trust in him. He'll take care of this. Something will occur. And it shouldn't have taken us to realize it. That's true. But... Uh, that's the way it it's is. It's going to happen. Say, when we return, can I tell you about the uh, Mall of America murder suspect? Uh, you'll recall the gunplay yep. on the night before Christmas Eve day at Nordstrom's that resulted in the death of a young fellow. Uh, our fellows at the American Experiment have looked into this, and uh, we'll be back shortly to tell you about it. It's the thing! You're ready to go, I take it. Truth, Justice, and the Suchere. We were uh, discussing things to do with your family over the holidays, Joe. I hosted Rally around your family! Two Christmases. My family and my wife's family the last two weekends. Guess what we heard the most of? I don't know. We cannot believe how great your water is. Uh, And that's... I'm not... I am not kidding. We had People came to your house and they said that. They cannot believe how great our water is, courtesy of my that. friends at Hofferman Water. And I told you this before, Rook, it makes the best ice yeah. for the drinks nice around and this clear. time of the year. Absolutely. So, hey, give yourself the gift of brand new, clean, great tasting water from Hofferman Water. For the new year, uh, an independent water treatment dealer, sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners. Maybe you're in the market for that. Also, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and of course, drinking water systems. I have been a proud customer of Hofferman and Connecticut for years, and very, very happy with that decision, and I know that you will be too. Connecticut will cut down on your salt usage, Joe, but it's also going to protect your appliances. 
it's also going to slow you down. Yeah, sure. If you happen to be rushing, you don't need to speak in a whisper when you speak slowly. Okay. Um, you get that new system from Kinetico? Slow. And your showers are better, Joe. Do you I like a nice better? shower? I do. Okay. How about laundry? Are you in charge of laundry in your I, house? I have a sheet of instructions When's somewhere. When's the last time you threw in some socks? I got a sheet. This morning. How to work it. Got it. Got it. But I can't find the damn instructions. 952-894-4040. That's their phone number. 952-894-4040. Or just visit their website, HoffermanWater.com. And you can see everything that they have to offer on their website. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Rook, I hate to do this to you, but you know what the CP made for dinner? No, oh, why are you going to do this to me? On. Sour Brotten. Short ribs. Oh, my God. With a, with a, a kind of... A, I, I don't want to call it gravy. That uh, a that wine would not reduction be doing sauce, it, huh? Yeah, a some, wine reduction something sauce, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Oh. And then the the meat was on top of mashed potatoes. Love that. That's... And then that wine reduction sauce got absorbed by the potatoes. Why do you do this to me? It was just that is short ribs are something um, you really have to know what you're doing because you can screw them up. No, these weren't screwed up. No, I'm saying she knows what she's doing. Yeah. I got a gift card oh, that for somebody so from 3430 Bales, mm-hmm. and they had the short rib lasagna, which I have not oh. tried oh, yet. Would be awesome. I would love that. And I need to I need to make a stop. Why don't you get some for all of us uh, on me? I'll I'll treat. Okay. And yep. then figure on the out way how here. To, huh? On the way here. On the way here. And oh so, boy. And then I'll treat. Okay. And so it'll only be three of us. I only have to treat for three of yeah. us. That's true, because Kenny yeah. and John and don't come in anymore. I'm not shipping it up to Kenny, wherever the hell he is. Okay. All right. It's worth a drive down. I'm making a note right now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, when is this festivity happening? Hey, I'd be a big hero at home. Look what I did. Yeah. I've got dinner. I've got... Short lib, short should, rib, and we would put I it. Look yes. at him. We yes. won't put it in a container. I yeah. cooked. He'd end up screwing it up somehow. Yeah, but the thought is there. You know. No, I won't even screw it up if you bring them from thirty bales. Well, you've had takeout from them before that well, you brought home. Figure out how to do this. How do how do they do? You, do they have to be frozen? Ooh. Huh? No, we're, we're losing them. We'll figure it we're out. He's fading fast. We'll figure it out. <laughs> fading fast. <laughs> we're losing them. It's fading fast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm on it, yes. Because it involves treat. me. My treat. And you pay it, I'll, I'll fly if you buy. Move, move, move. Move over. <laughs> Let Jimmy take over. We You're still right? need you here. We don't yeah. need you to. What was that? Were you drooling? I don't know. Hold on. You get one of these move, for the new move, year. Move. Where's the party? No, it'd be my New Year's gift. Oh man! And that don't ask me enough. For it would another, be his right. new, 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 new Year's. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Are we on? Well, how come I don't know when we're on half the time? I don't know. Are we Here we break? go. That is. This is from the we're Center of the American Experiment. Dave Zimmer wrote this. Remember Dave Zimmer? Sure. Used yeah. to be on the news. He replaced. Um, that was morning. Nimmer, wasn't it? No, Nimmer. Dave Nimmer. Yeah, David Nimmer. It's become all too common. <laughs> Wait, did he say Zimmer? I thought you said Zimmer. I he was did. a football coach. Yeah, he used Dave to coach Zimmer. the Vikings. This is Dave Zimmer. But Dave Nimmer was the CCO guy, right? Oh, wait. 
this is a guy named Dave Zimmer. Who am I thinking of? No, uh, they're going to be LC Ellers. We are so drunk wow. right this now. This isn't Dave. Let's just be honest. <laughs> we are S face. Happy New Year. Is Dave? I know a Dave Zimmer locally. Dave Nimmer was the guy I'm thinking of. Dave Zipper. Dave's zipper is down. <laughs> we'll call you a cab. Yeah, wow. call me a cab. Okay. How you doing over it's there? It's from the center for the American experiment. We shouldn't we should not release this seriously. We can't put this it's out. It's become all too common criminals under the court and correctional control remaining free to commit horrendous crimes. The latest example comes from the shooting at the Mall of America. DeAndre DePrado, 18, is one of five people in custody for the shooting death of John Tay Hudson, 19. The murder happened inside Nordstrom's at the Mall of America. We all know that. Then they stopped. They all five fled. They stopped at uh, White Castle to get a takeout order and then went to an apartment in St. Louis Park where police arrested them hours later. A review of state court records reveals troubling information that has become all too common. DePrado was under court and correctional control at the time of the murder. The reason? A few months before the mall murder, DePrado had fled police in a stolen car that had been carjacked at gunpoint just blocks from his mother's house days earlier. Wow. The details of the Jeez. case and the impotent response from the Hennepin County Attorney's Office and Hennepin County District Court follow. On July 31, 2022, just a few blocks from DePrado's mother's house in North Minneapolis, a woman was sitting in a car when two men approached. One put a gun to her neck and ordered her out. The men then forcibly took the car and fled. The carjacking was reported to police, and the car was entered into the stolen vehicle database. On August 5, a state trooper spotted the stolen vehicle going over 90 miles an hour on I-94 in St. Paul. DePrado was the driver, and two others were with him. The trooper attempted to stop the vehicle, but it continued. Uh, where was I here? I'm sorry, but it continued on a 90-plus mile-per-hour pace until another trooper was able to disable it with a device that deflates the tires. Despite deflated tires, DePrado continued to try to drive and evade the police until he lost control and slammed the car into a cement abutment. DePrado then attempted to change seats with one of the other occupants. On August 8, three days later, the Ramsey County attorney filed a delinquency petition against DePrado, who was a few months shy of his 18th birthday. DePrado was charged with possession of a stolen vehicle and fleeing police in a motor vehicle. The case was immediately transferred to Hennepin County due to DePrado's residency there. On August 9th, the next day, Hennepin County immediately dismissed the fleeing charge, no reason documented in court records, and set a hearing date for the possession of a stolen vehicle. There is no mention of attempts to connect or rule out DePrado's involvement in the carjacking. On September 12, Hennepin County District Court Judge Hatcher accepted DePrado's guilty plea. Hmm. Despite community wow. corrections receiving return, it goes on and on and on to say that uh, he was suffering no consequences for his behavior. Wow. Uh, 
and that's all I have to say about that. Well, doesn't sound uh, like he's a good guy. The irony of that, um, along with uh, the the piece in the paper today about Freeman stepping down, it's time. Mm-hmm. No, it was time a long time ago, Mike. You were worthless. I don't know what uh, jo- happened to him, man. Joe and I were also discussing. You guys recall the uh, the state fair assault story where the guy was unconscious and mm-hmm. ba- he's basically lucky to be alive. That guy got probation. Mm-hmm. No, he what? got a thousand hours community service. Or community service. I'm sorry, you're right. Well, I thought there was probation also, but well, but maybe. what the hell is going on? That's got to be a John Choi production, doesn't it? Sounds like it. This guy was almost killed. Mm-hmm. Now that wasn't even the state fair shooting story, was it? No, this it was, was just story. this was an assault. This yeah. wasn't the shooting. Yeah. Just one climate note to wrap up the year 2022. The AP, the Associated Press, took $8 million in donations to fund climate coverage in 2022 with the News Cooperative and several other major media publications engaged in dubious claims about climate change, including to a new exclusive year-end report. The Climate Fact Check 2022 report presented by the Competitive Enterprise Institute, the the Heartland Institute, the Energy and Environmental Legal Institute, and the Committee for a Constructive Tomorrow, and the International Climate Science Coalition stated that climate alarmists and members of the media engaged in claims about the relationship between man-made emissions and natural disasters, claims that clashed with reality and science. In February, the Associated Press admitted that they would assign more than 24 journalists across the globe to cover climate issues after receiving more than $8 million over three years from various organizations. The organizations contributing to the philanthropy-funded news via a climate grant are the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, the Howard Hughes Medical Institute Quadrivium, the Rockefeller Foundation, and the Walton Family Foundation. AP News Vice President Brian Coravolano only accepts money without strings attached and asserted that funders have no influence on the stories conducted. Similarly, in March of 2021, high-ranking State Department officials discussed a proposal to sponsor foreign journalists to have experiences that educate them on reporting climate change, mm-hmm. according to emails obtained by Project, uh, including emails obtained by Protect the Public's Trust and shared with Fox News Digital. Because you're not going to read this in the New York Times. Right. Nope. Steve Malloy, a senior legal fellow at the Energy and Environmental Legal Institute, told Fox News Digital that the AP has essentially become a propaganda outfit for liberal organizations with climate agendas. What have I told you about Seth Borenstein? The always available. Seth Borenstein will find hysteria no matter if Mm -hmm. it's a summer thunderstorm or not. It's hard to, uh, I'm not accusing him of taking any money, by the way. It's hard to claim it's news when you're being paid to report only one side of the climate discourse, he said. Yep. The report pointed to a recent article from the AP by reporter Seth Borenstein Mm -hmm. called New Abnormal Climate Disaster Damage Down to $268 billion as proof of bias. The article attributed flooding in Pakistan, 
Hurricane Ian, droughts in Europe, China, and Africa, as well as deadly heat waves across the world to climate change. Weather disasters, many but not all of them, turbocharged by human-caused climate change, are happening so frequently that this year's onslaught, which 20 years ago would have smashed records by far, now is some... Uh, now, in some financial measure, seems a bit of a break from recent years, Bornstein wrote. The Climate Fact Check report questioned whether climate activists in media mouthpieces could legitimately attribute disaster damages to climate change or if they were merely trying to surf human tragedy to advance a political agenda. The report also highlighted several other climates. Uh, claims from major media corporations providing fact checks for articles written by the Washington Post and the New York Times. In August, the Times reporter Derek Bryson Taylor claimed that Britain's brief heat waves this summer were worsened by climate change. A fact check from the report noted that heat waves have dramatically declined in duration and frequency in the U.S. over the past 90 years, according to National Climate Assessment. Somebody Further, who actually checked. Furthermore, the re- that's why I always go to the sense whens. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, the report claimed it was unlikely that emissions are increasing heat waves in Britain because hotter temperatures in the UK were offset by cooling elsewhere. Mm. Additionally, meteorologist Cliff Mass said the white said that while heat waves may bring temperatures. 30 to 40 degrees above the norm, global warming is only in the noise level of 1 to 2 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> the Washington Post in November published a piece by Barry Sluga with the headline, Is the World Cup Ski Season Climate Change is in the World Cup Ski Season Climate Change is Winning? Former GL <laughs> podcast guest, Barry. Really? Yep. Hmm. He's the one that did the D-Day piece, remember? Oh, yeah? Yep. The piece claimed that climate change has led to shorter winters and made it so warm that only one of eight races was able to be held as of mid-November. A fact check of the claim found that when the World Cup started in the 1960s, the season began in January. However, it now begins in October. If the oh, competition oh began, interesting. Oh. Yeah, if the competition began in the winter, everything would be okay because winter... Time snow cover in the northern hemisphere has been increasing since the 1960s, uh-huh. the report claimed. Uh, Malloy said that such claims have long been part of the 30 years of climate hysteria cultivated by liberal media networks that have little to show for their dire predictions. Instead of moving on to something else, they're doubling down on this and they're making themselves look worse at the same time, he said. Well, uh, absolutely true that it's just become part of the template of the modern news gathering is there ever has there ever been a publication joe that didn't have a bias that just gave you both sides and let you decide you the reader decide no but the biases used to be a lot less harmful let's because put it that way the biases were not as stridently stridently defined it seems like and I'm. this is just me shooting my mouth off, it seems like you can't get a job in journalism unless you have a long list of biases right there at the top of your resume. Sure seems that and, way. And if you fit our agenda with your biases, yep. you're hired. All the boxes need to be checked. Yep. Yeah. 
And then my second question is, was there ever a time in the business, your business, where uh, a big piece would go out and it would be fact-checked by fact-checkers and lawyers before it was released to the public? Oh, God, because yes. I'm wondering how these people get away with these these BS pronouncements. The, the, one, um, the one that I caught my ear was the one where it now starts in October. Yeah. It used to start in December. What was that? Yeah, this is the uh, World Cup ski season. Yeah. So why isn't there somebody on the staff that checks that out and says, wait a minute? Because it would violate their agenda. They're getting away with their agenda. But what they're publishing is bunk. And that means they're in an unholy alliance with the political class to bring about the mystery. And then that brings me to this. You cannot get truthful news from an unbiased publication. You have to go to Alpha News uh, or on Bring the opposite. The news. Um, on the opposite of that would be a New York Times, a Wall Street Journal. It's always one against the other. You can never just get the straight story. Well, we've been we've been saying that for years. How difficult it is to get your news. How much work you have to do to be reasonably convinced that you've gotten the story straight. Yeah. That's why we put the 48 to 72 hour rule on big stories, mm -hmm. which I violate, unfortunately, too yeah, often. Same here. But yeah. we need, you need 72 hours because suddenly it's not three gunmen, it was one, and, and it goes on and on and on until you figure it out. But then again, why so many people choose to just say to hell with it and not remain informed? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's. Let me tell you something, fellas. The last paper I bought was the Friday before Christmas. And I didn't buy one until this morning. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, it was yeah. the, it, my God, it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. It was so wonderful. Uh, because yeah. it seems like everything I read is all propaganda from both sides, mm -hmm. from all sides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after 20 years of this board laying around in the shop, I found out my neighbor had just bought a fancy dancy engraver. During this time period, I searched for someone to engrave or laser the board and had zero luck. I wanted crisis center on it, and he thought it was too plain. While talking to his girlfriend, she mentioned it sounded like something from GL. He modified my idea to this, and the gap in the lower level ceiling is fixed. Stu. And he had a really neat sign engraved. Okay. Uh, piece and of it says, wood. it says crisis. Yeah. Garage center? logic. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, uh, Patrick writes, hail the flashlight King. Hail, hail you. you. My name is Patrick. I'm 62 years old with a cylinder index of 22. I own two automobiles, two tractors and two gas powered lawn tools. I have two chainsaws, one gas powered, one battery powered. I really like my battery-powered chainsaw because it's lightweight, maintenance-free, and easy for my wife to use. I am selling the gas-powered chainsaw. If I sell it, it will, de it will demote my cylinder index to 21. Or will I be grandfathered in at the age of 62, keeping my bragging rights of 22 cylinders? No. No, no. no you're down no. to 21 if you sell it. Yeah. I once made a birdhouse out of a Briggs & Stratton lawnmower engine. It's a full cylinder without the piston. Does it have to be a fully operating cylinder to be added to my cylinder oh, that, index, that thus bringing me back to 22? You're back to 22. That counts. Yeah. 
I'm asking for two rulings. One, demoting my CI to 21. We've already ruled your CI is demoted to 21. And two, fully operating CI uh, birdhouse, a ray of hope. The city of Hudson, Wisconsin, had their main street lit up for Christmas. Patrick, town council member. Uh, it's a wash with you, Patrick. You got rid of the gas-powered chainsaw and lost a cylinder. That puts you at 21. You are wondering about counting the Briggs and Stratton cylinder as a birdhouse. You may count that. You're back to 22. Ah, So I've settled that. Would you like to take one final time out? Sure. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. I don't know why Fairbull always makes these. Oh, are we in it again today? With the new year? Only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, South Africa from the Traveling Limans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day in 1883. Happy New Year, Joe. It's January 2nd. Fairbow Chief of Police David J. Shipley was fatally shot by Louis Sage. Shipley had attempted to arrest him after Sage threatened to shoot his own wife. Sage was later convicted of manslaughter in the fourth degree and sentenced to four years in the Minnesota State Prison at Stillwater. Four years? Four? We had light sentences back then. Was John Choi? Jeez. On this day in 1890, Halmar Peterson was born in Eskildstrup on the island of Finn in Denmark. A veteran country newspaper editor, he would serve as the state's governor for four months in 1936 and 37, the shortest gubernatorial term in Minnesota history that followed the death in office of Floyd B. Olson. Peterson died on March 29, 1968, while vacationing in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Who in the hell goes to Columbus, I Ohio for vacation? On this day in 1917... About a 1,000 lumbermen walked away from their jobs on the second day of a strike led by the industrial workers of the world. The workers employed by the Virginia and Rainy Lake Lumber Company and the International Lumber Company demanded a pay raise, a nine-hour day, and, a sand and sanitary living conditions. Hmm. And finally, on this day, January 2nd, in 2002, the Food and Drug Administration approved Medtronic's CareLink network, the first system that allowed doctors to remotely monitor implanted medical devices via the Internet. Wow. What year? 2002. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, GLers, and let's just have a rip-roaring 2023. Was the, uh, the list of the demands, did that include anything about the state's surplus? No. Okay. We, we they just wanted none. livable working was conditions. There's no surplus in 1917. Gotcha. Yeah. GLers, please do us a favor. If you haven't done so yet, in the new year, subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. You can follow us on all of our social media channels as well, which includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget, you still have the chance to sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. And you can also give it as a gift to the Garage Logic fan in your life. Find out more at garagelogic.com. Start a journey, not a fad. 
Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen. And galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.